Hello, this is Margie Lewis, and you're listening to Black Tea, where we talk about black matters, black lives, and anything unconventional. Before I go into the episode, the sponsorship making this all possible is The Landing Lion, a company based in Atlanta, Georgia, helping you jumpstart a website for a company you want to start at a reasonable price. Thank you for tuning in. I'm here with Kenny. He's a former Loyola student. Majored in public relations. Okay. And I minored in graphic design. How are you today, tonight? I am well. You know, we are just over here sipping on some wine. I don't know if you can say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. But it's a it's a good night. So on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about black identity, what makes us feel complete, what we identify as. What's a part of our image mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. So let's just get right into it. Oh, yeah. So Kenny, I know like black identity is like, it's very broad. It's like, where do you start in that? What is it? Mm-hmm. What do you identify as? How do you perceive yourself? And then like, how do others perceive you? Mm-hmm. So what is black identity? To so you. blackness to me. Yes. Um, to me, blackness is so vast. I don't know if I can really ever define it. And I know that's like, I don't want to say it's a bullshit answer, but it's like blackness is so vast. It's been so vast since the beginning of time. Um, blackness is everything to me. Um, So I would say that blackness is vast, blackness is magical, Uh, blackness is incredible. I wouldn't have it any other way. What defines your blackness? You know, I think just because my gender identity isn't fixed, my blackness isn't fixed either. So there's like no fixed, um, there's no like parameters for my blackness. It's, It's vast, it's expansive, it's whatever I want it to be. It's fluid. Yeah, it's fluid. It's like water. It's, it is water. Have you ever had a point where you didn't identify with your blackness? And Girl, like, yes. Why? <laughs> like, when did you get well, to a comfortable point in your life? I would say I'll answer the first question. The first time I felt very uncomfortable with my blackness was right after Katrina when we moved to Texas, and there everyone was Hispanic. Um, and I just felt like my skin was too dark and my hair was too nappy and everyone there was like listening to Gasolina by Daddy Yankee (laughs) and I was just like this little black boy who was like just didn't fit in never fit in so I used to put gel in my hair trying to get it to slick back it was really a hot mess um so I think that is when I realized that I was taught to like hate my blackness because I think I was probably taught it my entire life yeah but that moment really made it seem like damn you really just you're an outsider you're an outsider you shouldn't appreciate yeah who you are um but I think beyond just that moment because I don't want to I hate being like the black person (laughs) the dark skinned black person it's always like oh all my life I've been told I was (laughs) But no, it's so like dark you, you have so to speak your truth but sometimes. It, it is the truth. It's like, 
my family is very, my mother's family is very light-skinned, and I grew up being very dark-skinned, obviously. And my grandmother, rest her soul, who I love to death, or I love to life, um, she was just, you know, a New Orleans Creole woman, so she was taught what she was taught, and my she used to call me Blackie and Darkie. Oh, my God. And that made an impact. That did. My father was very dark, so, and she hated my father, and he was also just kind of, <laughs> just not the best person. Another story. Yes, another story. <laughs> but, um, so it was like the combination of his dark skin and his, like, wicked behavior, she saw me as the same way, so. She just associated all that negativity All that negativity with I hate that. So it's like, I was taunted by my family yeah um my cousins who were all very lighter than me so that's where I, I think it really comes from it comes from like that place and then after Katrina in Texas I really realized that damn I'm just so much more different than the people yeah. that I was around. and that's hard because like it just makes you feel ashamed alienated I mean they don't understand they're like accepted in in society yeah absolutely but I have I think um I have many light-skinned friends and oh. it was so funny I was just talking to one the other day and she was, I said talking to one <laughs> I was talking to my friend the other day and she was like we have to go beyond the conversation of colorism because there are light-skinned people that are treated poorly, too, if they don't look pretty. So there is such thing as pretty privilege along with, like, light-skinned privilege. It's a lot. There's a lot of, and it's all, of course, rooted in, like, uh, Eurocentric ideas. Yeah. But it's like, there is such thing as pretty privilege. And you can be dark-skinned and very pretty and still kind of get more opportunity or feel better about yourself than a light-skinned person who is deemed ugly by Eurocentric standards. Yeah. So Everyone has their struggles. Yeah, so it's like we have to move beyond the, co- the conversation of just color and really open it up to to kind of like just facial features as well. But I also think it's just still very important because it's, it's, it's very like prevalent and i think we talk about it enough talk about what enough like colorism it still has to be like talked about yeah i think it needs to be talked about but i really do think (laughs) open it up to some like the 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 idea of pretty privilege pretty privilege can you please expand on that because i've never heard that i'm sorry um well i don't i just because i feel like beauty is in the eye of the beholder so it's kind of like it is i think i think that's very true but um i don't want to coin like i'm not the one that coined (laughs) this term yeah and i don't want to put my friend out there yeah um but i'm just i'm gonna speak for her for a moment yeah um pretty privilege is essentially someone that has eurocentric features thin nose um 
or like a button nose like the the face is symmetrical the face yeah. is like more eurocentric like the you know the eurocentric standard of beauty. yeah it's like a so they don't have to be fair skin they don't have to be fair skinned and that whole that term is another a whole another <laughs> thing. um but you know like ducky a okay. new model really she has, okay. her face is very like pretty but she's very dark Okay. So it's like the whole colorism thing doesn't apply to her. But it still does. It doesn't. It still does. I mean, it does to a degree, but she's so pretty that it's like, mm, it's she's does. pretty. Like, she still, she probably still faces. To a degree. <laughs> For example, okay. What? Please. There is, you know, Lapita Nyong'o. Yes. Very beautiful. No, she is. And then there's the other actress. I can't even think of her name, and I'm sorry for just so not. We just her said name. Lupita, right? No, there's a yeah Lupita, and then there's then, another one. The the woman who plays uh, I believe Michonne on The Walking Dead. Danae. Danae. Danae Guerrera. Her. Okay. So her and Lupita are both same complexion, kind of same hair. But one has more pretty privilege in the eyes of like okay Eurocentric standards. You're right. So you get it? Okay. yeah, so she's so one level. So it's like yeah. In society, she's like one level up. Yeah. Okay. Because there is this. The standard. I mean, it's all rooted in whiteness and. No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's all it yeah. It's all rooted in whiteness and like. You're right. Proximity to whiteness. Because I mean, at a point, I mean. For a long time, I've been like, my mom has a wide nose, and I'm just like, oh my god, what if I get that like wide feature? But like, I'm always like, oh, I was saved because my dad had like a slimmer nose. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of what's the problem with a wide nose? But I'm still like, yeah, I don't want that wide nose. It's not. It's not. You pretty. don't think it's pretty. Yeah. Exactly. So. And that's so wonderful that you said that. You don't think it's pretty. Yeah. It's so it's. It's beyond color, and I think we need to talk about color, and we need to talk about pretty privilege. We need to talk about way more than just skin. Because it's way deeper. And it's it's a difficult conversation to have. No, it is. Um, But I get what you're saying now. But I think it's easy. To me, it's difficult to other people. To me, it's just like, girl... Let's call white people out on their shit. <laughs> oh, the um, pretty privilege? Yeah, let's call them out and let's start to like challenge what we think is pretty. They don't want to debate. No one wants a, de- a debate. I also did. I didn't want the debate. Because dark-skinned people that look uh, pretty in the eyes of the Euro, I have to keep saying that because I don't want people to think that I think they're more pretty. But dark-skinned people that look pretty in the eyes of like the euro standard don't want to have that conversation because what they're gonna say is i'm dark-skinned i'm dark-skinned and i grew up dark and i grew up you know you know that that's struggling what say. i grew up struggling and you don't like, know my pain you don't know my pain let's open it up let's oh let's just if we're gonna really have the conversation let's just i feel that's away. almost the same with mixed babies Ugh, that whole mixed <laughs> babies thing like is, i'm I'm this, I'm that. I'm also black. Um, but also the like fetishization yeah. of little mixed babies. And the oh. baby is like 
you know, I want a baby like this. Old. And it's you're so like nasty. 10 shades black. Can you chill and want a baby? It's like, girl, that's not going to happen. A healthy baby or something? Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know. I think being black in this moment is. It's complicated for me, it, honestly. It's, it's very complicated, but I think if we learn to like relish in our own skin, whatever that is for you, I think we'd really feel a lot better. If we could really move along, we could, you know, I, I feel like if we, one, acknowledge all the shit that I said before, if we acknowledge that, we say what it is, and then we just kind of own ourselves, like own whatever it is that you are. Mm-hmm. We'd be unstoppable as a people. Because we look how much shit we are. We are already like undefeated. <laughs> and I don't mean to say like, you know, black people to shit. I know? mean, but I am saying it because like, who else is going to see it? it it's know? like black people the shit because look how much shit we have to go through. And we still get it done. And we still you know? just undefeated. Still so getting it done. Imagine if we were able to really. What if we had the privilege? Boy. You know, I, I don't even want the privilege. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm like, we that wouldn't would be, be too much. <laughs> that would be too much. No. <laughs> I just, I feel like what we need to do is just kind of really own ourselves, own our skin on our hair, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we don't have to keep twisting our hair with these damn twist products yeah. and two strand and braid outs and all but this shit. That that shit is cute. It that is shit cute, is cute. But we don't have to do it. You're right. Girl, you can rock your hair. Low key, I don't really like rocking my hair. Like right now it's at that awkward awkward lane. Well, that's understandable. I feel like I keep cursing, y'all. I'm sorry if I'm cursing too much. No, it's fine. Sorry. Mm. No, I think I think we need to own ourselves and own our identity individually and as a collective. I feel like once everyone does it individually, It'll be easier when we come as, as yeah. yeah, absolutely. Everyone has to work on themselves. They have to accept their flaws. They have to look in the mirror and accept who they are and like continue yeah. to work on themselves. And it's like it's looking in the mirror and acknowledging that, acknowledging all the like bigotry that's like within you. Yeah, it's acknowledging that because it's conflicting. Absolutely. There was a long time, girl, I would only like light-skinned dudes. Oh, my God. Only. Wait. I want to say the same low-key, but low-key, low-key, low-key. I did have this obsession. I me. had this obsession in middle school. Absolutely. But now I'm all like, ooh, dark-skinned boys. No, and I think in that, I, that sounds like a fetish to me. Too, it's not a fetish. What How is, is it a fetish? Because you I'm just also said, dark skin. I know, but you said, ooh, dark skin boy. Because like, they're like, beautiful. No, I never know. I'm very I attracted to them. Ultimately, when I had to face why I was like only attracted to light skin, like that's that's what, what was that? we're talking about when we're saying like, 
look in the mirror and kind of acknowledge <clears throat> your flaws, acknowledge your own bigotry. But um, I think it starts with acknowledging our flaws, our bigotry, and then working on that. That's how we get closer to owning who we are individually. And then as a collective. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I think all negative things aside, I think there's definitely some beauty, not some beauty, a whole lot of beauty with being a black person. Um, I think obviously I don't have to mention it because I don't want to make any other races jealous, but we're pretty, we're pretty bomb. We're incredible. As people. I'm content with myself because I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to be me. Yeah. Beyond race, beyond gender, beyond my sexuality. I'm and you feel comfortable to, doing I so? I feel comfortable with myself. Okay. And that's it. All right. I embrace your blackness. I really thank you for letting me talk to you tonight. Of and being featured on our podcast. Thank you. Maybe you can be featured on future episodes. I'm sure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you for listening to my podcast, Black Tea. Feel free to visit and subscribe at www.blacktea.com. And don't forget to check out the Landing Lion website.